morning, good afternoon, good evening, good afternoon, 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 good interesting news to talk about first though we are just gonna hop right in and get a little bit of a follow-up to the gigabyte selling explosion powered power supplies so for those who are unaware Newegg early on during the GPU shortage was trying to sell or trying to bundle these oddball gigabyte power supplies they had a whole bunch of with the graphic cards that everyone actually wanted it turned out these power supplies were a little bit suspicious mostly because the opp or overpower protection was set to 120 to 150 percent of what it should have been in addition to using capacitors on the inside that were suspicious gamers nexus was were, was actually the first media outlet as far as i'm aware to really do a deep dive into this and they actually have on footage three of the power supplies they had that literally caught fire sparked exploded pick your verb but basically they let the magic smoke out gigabyte then went back and blasted unnamed third party media for using extended testing using dc powered testing equipment that doesn't that puts an artificial load on the power supplies. They basically tried to play it up as they used a synthetic tool, not not one you'd normally see in the real world. And they did it for extended periods. Gamers Nexus straight up came out this week. This is actually the update now and said, we tested these at standard loads for less than 10 minutes. In what world is 10 minutes an extended period of time? And in fact, for less than a minute, did they actually try to trip the OPP protection, which I know is a redundant phrase, bear with me, on these power supplies. Most of the load that was thrown on them was 60% a load amount that is common for most power supplies. In fact, considering how power draw heavy the new Ampere-based NVIDIA GPUs are, assuming you actually found enough unicorn horns to go collect one, having the system at about 60% power draw and then having random spikes to the to the peak of what the PSU can handle is actually common practice with these GPUs because they can have just sudden surges of power draw trying to push themselves to the limit. So in fact, what Gamers Nexus did with their testing is actually extremely 
likely to happen in the wild. But Gigabyte, after trying to cover their butt by attacking Gamers Nexus directly, and Gamers Nexus then coming back and defending themselves, because what Gigabyte was doing was just laughably bad, Gigabyte said, don't worry, we will replace the defective power supply units. Ah, yes, it's good to know that Gigabyte, when my power supply sparks, dies, takes out my, 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 we'll say $200 motherboard and my $400 to $2,000 graphic card, depending on where you bought it. It's good to know that Gigabyte is willing to replace the $60 power supply. Good job. A plus number one. Yeah, Gamers Nexus in their same reply said, look, you need to go ahead and do a formal recall. And we're going to keep looking into this and continue gathering evidence because they plan on taking this to... I can't, I can't remember the exact acronym. But they plan on actually taking it to governmental bodies that oversee this sort of thing. I'm not going to lie. Um, a lot of people are comparing this to the reaction that NZXT had when a number of... Uh, when a number of their cases, and actually specifically a number of one specific model of case, had a problem with the riser cable. I would argue this is far worse. Because NZXT, in that case, was more just in denial that they had a problem. This is Gigabyte literally trying to play the no you card, say, there's no problem, you're intentionally trying to make one, but we'll go replace defective units, there's no problem. Despite the fact there is video evidence of them exploding. NZXT at the very least did go out and say, okay, the problem is just this screw that's wearing away, right? All right, here's what we'll do. We'll go ahead and issue replacement screws that are nylon and won't cause a short. Problem solved. At least on paper, that would have solved it. Gigabyte's answer here is there is no problem, and Gamers Nexus is bully. Am I the crazy one, or is Gigabyte looking far worse? I mean, if I'm the crazy one here, okay, that's fine. The first step is acknowledging the problem. If I'm the crazy one here and this, act, and this is the equivalent of NZXT, then, you know, fine. I'll go acknowledge it. Kind of like how Gigabyte needs to acknowledge the problem here is that you have defective power supplies. Recall them. Honestly, far wor- And chat is actually like- Chat's actually bringing up probably the best point. And it was going to be one I was going to work my way up to. 
the reaction that Gigabyte has to this to this de defect is far, far worse than the fact that you have defective power supplies. Defects happen. They just do. It could be there is just a bad batch. They end up get, getting capacitors from the capacitor plague. Okay, fine. What matters is your is your response. EVGA, not too long ago, had a whole bunch of graphic cards that died straight up while playing one particular game. What was it, New World? Yeah, it was New World. You know what EVGA did? They said, huh, it's kind of weird that it's just this one game. There might be something wrong with that game. But hey, if your GP if your 3090 died this way, it was specifically the 3090 that was dying, or if any other GPU died this way, you know, email us, we'll, we'll RMA it and get you a new card. Easy peasy. They just took care of it! Gigabyte is still in the denial phase and people are and ch chat said, hey, I won't be building with a gigabyte P power supply. Dude, I won't be building with gigabyte parts. Period. If this is the kind of customer service you can expect from gigabyte, I want nothing to do with gigabyte or Aorus. At all. And I say this as someone that was looking forward to when he finally had the money to go ahead and build a new gaming PC and the GPU market wasn't crazy of throwing in something like an RTX 3080 Eagle just because my screen name is Eagle Falcon. I ain't doing that now because the ARS Eagle freaking is powered by Gigabyte. And if that thing fails, I know, well, there goes my hard-earned money. Screw that noise. I wonder if Gigabyte really does comprehend just how bad this makes them look. And it's one thing, you know, to look bad in the in the average consumer market. As the average consumer market, they are going to literally forget about this tomorrow. They just are. Your average user is going to forget this ever happened. The enthusiast market, the market that actually goes out and actually builds their own PCs, you know, the market that you actually sell these components to? Oh, they're going to remember. How long was Intel still the top dog in CPUs despite the fact that AMD beat them? Yeah, it's, it's hard for that kind of thing to be forgotten. Oof. It is just stunning that this is happening. Almost as stunning as uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube uh, saying that uh, any sort of content regarding um, what's going on in Afghanistan right now is going to just straight up be censored. Uh huh. Look, I'm not going to get political here at all. What's going on in Afghanistan is really, really bad. 
that's pretty much going to be the extent I say of it. But holy cow. You want to talk about social media deciding that, you know what? That whole thing about us being a public forum and we want this protection, that protection, that's gone. That is just straight up gone at this point. I don't know how Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube can say it with a straight face without getting really, really drunk. Like, say what you will about this. It's, this is just censoring any sort of speak about this. It's not a good look. Not a good look at all. Twitter especially is having a rough time with it because last I checked, and Grant, I haven't taken a a close look at the situation at Twitter at all just because... Let's be honest. The instant you look up anything political on Twitter, you have fallen down a pit that you immediately want to climb out of. It is just an absolute toxic cesspit. I almost don't care what your political affiliation is. The instant you you go political on Twitter, it's just that's it. You are never going to climb out of that out of that hole, and you're going to hate being on Twitter. It's just the truth. But Twitter at this point is in fact censoring any talks about Afghanistan, but not censoring anything coming out of the Taliban Twitter account. I'll just leave that sit there. However, what amuses me greatly in all of this, if you can find any kind of humor in this whole situation, which granted is extremely difficult, but I can absolutely find the humor in WhatsApp's answer to Taliban censorship. WhatsApp basically is taking the road We can't censor the Taliban because we can't read. WhatsApp, at least they claim every single message that's sent over the WhatsApp app is in fact encrypted and they can't read any of it. So we can't censor anything because we can't read. Woo! Though that being said, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. So the notion that they can't read what's going over WhatsApp, I find very difficult to believe because there's one thing I've learned, always count on Facebook spying on you. Always, always, always. All right. Are we not, are we now, uh, are we now all equally uncomfortable about the situation? Let's instead move, move on and actually talk about actual tech. Like the fact that Windows 11 is making it even more difficult to change the default browser. On Windows 11, 
Before all you had to do was go to settings and defaults. Well, apparently that option is gone. And now you have to make a shortcut to a web browser, to a website, right click it, say open with, and then it'll bring up the menu for what you can open it with. Then select the new browser that isn't Microsoft Edge and then check the box at the bottom that says do this for all associated file types. Now, before you reach for your pitchforks, I first want to know where you got those pitchforks. Seriously, the last time I was at a hardware store, no one had pitchforks. But they did have torches. Now, that also being said, it is still in beta. And I got a feeling the feature, the, the old default menu was removed as they are reworking it or it when it was compiled in was just completely gone. Chat says you go to Tractor Supply to get pitchforks. Thank you, chat. Now we can all go get a flight out to, uh, is it Washington State in Seattle is where uh, Microsoft's AQ is? And then we can all stand outside Microsoft HQ with tor pit torches and pitchforks and just say the words rabble, rabble, rabble over and over and over again. And then everyone out there is going to wonder, where the heck does one get pitchforks nowadays? I guarantee you Microsoft doesn't know. And they'll never know, because I guarantee if you try to bing frickin' pitchforks, you're going to get... Actually, you know what? Let's test this. Let's go ahead and test this. Let's go in a Microsoft Edge browser to bing.com. This is the dumbest thing I've done all day. And go where by pitchfork. I stand corrected. Microsoft Bing has in fact showed me that I can get a pitchfork at Walmart. I stand corrected. Microsoft knows where to buy pitchforks. Walmart was just the first hit. Uh, second one was Amazon, and then there's a bunch of other ones after that. The one through, the one through frickin', uh... So, god dang it. Now I gotta go back and bring that back up. I already closed the tab. All right, well, now the first hit is $91. And then the second hit is $34 on eBay. And then, all right, th this, this is the one, $28.70. Oh, no, this, this actually is only online. Is there one that I can actually buy from Walmart? Walmart. 
and just pick it up in store. The, the, this is what my podcast has become. How to buy Pitchfork. 90, yeah, Chad's just like $94 for a Pitchfork. Holy expletive. Right? Granted, that is also sold by a third party, not through Am- not through Walmart direct directly. This is the problem with with using Walmart as a um as, as a uh, in shop shopping tool, because Walmart's trying to become Amazon. I can't exactly blame them for that. But yeah, you got like what. Freaking one for $30, one for $94, and neither of them are sold actually by Walmart. They're all sold by a third party. I think chat did it. Did chat do it? Lowe's! Lowe's is the answer! $31 actually available in store. Wait, there's a there's a Lowe's actually in, in, in Tosa? Now that's surprising. Oh, I can earn $4 in honey gold thanks to Honey. Who doesn't sponsor me? Honey, please sponsor me. Anyway, what what were we talking about before we got hilariously sidetracked? Still $94 for a pitchfork. Are they smoking something? It's next to Amazon. Oh, that's right. That's right. I know exactly where that Lowe's is. That is still technically in Tosa. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot that section exists. The thing is with, uh, with, with, uh, where, where I live, it's like mostly residential within like spurts and main streets of like commercial. And I mean like commercial retail restaurants and that sort of thing. And then like, once you go west of the highway for a couple of miles, it is just in, it is like basically industrial with specks of residential. It's really, really weird. And there's like a couple of, where are the Eagle Eagle Eyes on Tech branded pitchforks? Yeah, let me get in touch with uh, Streamlabs. Uh, they they want to get in on on merchandising. Let's go ahead and make er, let's go ahead and make branded pitchforks. We'll sell them for ninety ninety three dollars to undercut those ninety four dollar ones. Calculated. Uh, in any case, I don't. Back to Windows Eleven. I honestly do think this is just a weird blip in the uh in the beta s- setup of Windows 11 
because Windows 11 did definitely feel like they just like rushed this out, only listen internally. And now that there's seeing the public feedback of a lot of the quirkiness of Windows 11, they're like mad rushing. to like implement as much user friendliness as they can based on public feedback. That, that's kind of the feel I get. So I got a feeling this default browserness, it, it's gonna go one of two ways. Either A, the old method of implementing defaults is gonna be put in with some new features on it, or B, or B, it's gonna result in a lawsuit. Cause the last time Microsoft tried to make Internet Explorer the default and make it very difficult to change the default, they got sued and lost. I'm just saying. Cause the thing is, is that it's, it's one thing to use the old uh, file format uh, compatibility menu, but now you have to make the extra step of having to make an internet shortcut to then bring up the file format system to then select your default. Like that cannot be allowed to be the only way to set the default. It just can't. By the way, another weird news, uh, Facebook is trying to be compelled by the FTC to sell Instagram. Yeah, remember that case? I completely forgot about it too. But that was being looked into whether uh, whether Facebook owning Instagram is too much of a monopoly. And uh, so far, it looks like the FTC, which by the way, actually has not had an overhaul yet, which is really surprising. Not to get uh, not to get too political here, but normally, whenever a new administration takes over. They almost always appoint new heads to government bodies like the FTC and whatnot. And it's just that they all work together. The old head of the FTC is still in there. And even they're saying, yeah, Facebook, you, you, you got to sell Instagram. You got way too much of a monopoly with this. And that in itself is really surprising because it's the same guy who who uh, did not believe in government inter- intervention in regards to why am I blinking on words today? In regards to uh, net neutrality, that's the word. That same guy is interfering with this one. Hmm. Fascinating. Well, the only thing we can do now is just uh, wait to see how that goes. I mean, honestly, for the most part, I don't really care what happens to Instagram just because, well, mostly because my Instagram account is like, something completely unrecognizable and unusable. And also I can't upload photos on Instagram in a web browser, like at all. 
I've actually ever talked about this. I'm constantly for the Twitch stream. I'm always looking for ways to get more content out on other platforms to try and branch out. That's normal for any kind of influencer. But you know, you go ahead, you, you whip up, say this, that, and the other thing. I go in, set up a clip, edit it, get funny little subtitles and whatnot working in there. Bang, bang, boom, done. You know, nice, well-published video. Upload it to YouTube, upload it to Twitter. I can't upload it to Instagram. No, everyone has phones. Don't you have phones? So what? You want me to go through the extra step of taking my phone, hook up to a computer, file transfer file to phone, lose track of where it went into the phone because the Android file system is imperfect, finally track it down, then upload it to Instagram and then watch the formatting fail because it just went through several layers of compression to be sent through to the phone. No! That and my like, that and my Instagram names like, Eagle underscore Falcon one. just rolls right off the tongue beautiful beautiful just like why I mean there's got to be a way right but I digress that that's what's going on with Facebook. And then one last thing before we move on. Actually, wait a minute. No, I've actually got a couple of things I want to talk about before we move on. Um, in addition to all that going on with Facebook, Facebook is also unveiling their horizon workrooms for working from home, but mingling with your coworkers in VR. Uh, Google, I mean, uh, Facebook. I'm sorry, I, I, I stuttered there for a moment because I could see Google doing uh, this too. You might be, but might, you might be, you might have smoked all of it. I'll just put it that way. I'll tell you what, have you played Work Simulator in VR? I kind of hope you do. You own Oculus for crying out loud. I assume you've used it. But you want your workers be like, oh, I got to go to work and then go into their own home VR setup. Of which a lot of your workers, you know, work on the West Coast. Which means their entire home is the same size as my broadcast studio here in Wisconsin. 
and you want them to go ahead and move all their furniture around so they have half the space necessary for proper VR to go ahead and do work in VR so they can work with their coworkers in VR. I get that you're trying to be safe, you know, with, with, with the whole pandemic and whatnot, but um, I think you might be a little dumb. You might almost be as dumb as the scam caller I had before, before starting this podcast that tried to offer me a job after I said I'm recording this entire call. I'm just saying. You might, in fact, be that dumb. Meanwhile, Twitter has uh, toned down the color of their new buttons because apparently they decided, you know what works great in dark mode? Really, really eye-searingly white buttons. Do you not understand the whole point of dark mode? The whole point of dark mode is so that our monitors that now have a, can now put out a metric ton of light. So that it puts out substantially less light. So you go ahead and put radically bright buttons on a radically dark background. By the way, uh, and Gadget, where we got this title from, or they got this article from talking about this, also is using the darkest black background, or the darkest black text they can, black bar, black logo, with searing white backgrounds. Just stop. Please stop. This is all we ask. This is just all we ask. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we need to talk about Twitch. Oh, man. Do we need to talk about Twitch? Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So, we talked about this briefly a few weeks ago in regards to what quickly became known as the Twitch Do Better hashtag. This is in regards to a number of people who were using bots to attack various Twitch streamers. I actually moderate for one of them that was having a very serious case of this. But this was something that was first talked about, you know... Months ago, 
these raids have been going on for months and for a large portion of that time twitch has been kind of in denial mode just assuming that whoever these were that were doing these raids would just go away what the actual method of attack is that a number of people are using scripts to automatically create what appear to be and for the most part pretty much are legitimate twitch accounts complete with as far as i'm aware authentic real emails i imagine the scripts and tools that are being used also just automatically generate random emails on something like gmail or yahoo or something to that effect probably yahoo since that one's more easy to exploit and are using these accounts and they're literally using hundreds to almost thousands of accounts to just spam the same line over and over and over again and it's usually some 4chan tier sort of spammed nonsense I'm not going to mention what they are because well we talked about this issue in the past I do not have the ability to see what I, I do not have the ability to know what I am allowed to say on every single podcasting platform that we're on we I actually have records going all the way back to early June of these style of attacks going on on Twitch someone in chat says proton mail is a popular one yeah proton mail is off is often used for this this uh for all kinds of nefarious things it would not surprise me at all if that's a very easy one to exploit with a robot just doing this sort of thing and then a scammer tries calling in the middle of my rant but this is too important for me to lose my train of thought so this has been going on for like i said months and really the only way you could go about this is one of two ways either a once you're being attacked switch to sub only mode that means that people who have subscribed to the channel are the only ones that are allowed to att- are allowed to speak while you go ahead and then just start banning and reporting every single one of the bot accounts one at a time however because they can just go ahead and create large batches of these accounts automatically and most likely the the people acting are not hiring other people to do it they most likely do have a script that is using exploits to do this they can make accounts far faster than a team of mods can ban them another one is that one of my moderator buddies and i'm going to keep nameless since i do not have his permission to use his name and well in case you haven't noticed here whenever anyone says anything to me i keep their name confidential unless they really really want to be known developed a counter tool to ban names that were very very suspicious since a lot of these are just 
basically a face scrabble on the keyboard followed by a series of numbers and just automate the blocking that way. And using that tool, they were able to keep the chat pretty much completely clean. And they actually haven't been attacked since, since now. The targeters are now moving on to bigger prey. They're moving on to streamers with thousands of viewers. They're moving on to Twitch ambassadors. These are ones that actually are hired on by Twitch for special events. And also recently they have been attacking VTubers. These are streamers that instead of using an actual camera, they use a they either use software in combination with the actual camera or something called a depth sensing 3D camera to puppeteer an anime style avatar instead of using a traditional camera. And a lot of them also go go ahead and actually then play the role of that animation. Those t style of streamers have also been targeted. Twitch, though, has finally said something about it. They, this was said at 4 p.m. on Friday the 20th. No one should have to experience malicious and hateful attacks based on who they are or what they stand for. This is not the community we want on Twitch, and we want you to know we are working hard to make Twitch a safer place for creators. Hate spam attacks are the result of highly motivated bad actors and do not have a simple fix. Let me interject. This once again kind of just goes to what I said. The accounts all look and appear legitimate. And granted, this one moderator that I, that I didn't mention before but referred to pretty much just went ahead and said, hey, this all looks suspicious, let's get rid of it. Twitch, however, doesn't have the ability to do that because the instant they go ahead and ban one legitimate account that looked odd, they'll never hear the end of it. It's one thing to use that on one particular channel. It's another thing entirely to use that exact same method on the entirety of the platform. Their statement continues. Your reports have helped us take action. We've been continually updating our site-wide ban word filters to help prevent various of hateful slurs and removing bots when identified. We've been building channel level band evasion detective and um, excuse me. We've been building channel level ban evasion detection and account improvements to combat this malicious behavior for months. However, as we work on the solutions, bad actors work in parallel to find ways around them, which is why we can't always share details. In the meantime, please keep recording these erogious attacks. 
Please keep reporting these and then word I can't pronounce because I apparently do not have a functioning brain today. Attacks. It helps us identify and remove bad actors and their networks and update tools and behave and and update tools as behaviors evolve. These changes may not be visible, but we are making them daily. I'll be perfectly honest. This is a completely reasonable response from Twitch. You can't give, give us details as to what you're working on since the bad actors will just go ahead and use that information to counter it. As someone who has seen B and I work, yes, this is the correct answer. You cannot tell specifically what you are doing because they're going to find ways around it. This is how that works. They're going ahead and updating these tools day by day by day. Okay? I understand that. Here's where my understanding ends. These kind of attacks have been going on for a long time. We have seen these been going on since June. It is now August, and only now do you finally say, hey, don't worry. We're working on it. To which I say, okay, great, fantastic. I understand. I want to know why this message wasn't made out, you know, in mid-June or even late June. No, not until the end of August do we want to acknowledge there is a problem. You know the whole thing earlier I said about Gigabyte that the first step is knowing there's a problem? Yeah. You need to acknowledge that there is a problem. So in the end, we'll wait, we'll see. And we'll see what happens. The, the only downside to this is that since it's all being done in the back end, you won't know when the problem is solved. Because some, as someone who's been on, on the uh, on the receiving end of very weak hate raids back when I was very early in my streaming career, TM, you don't realize the problem solved until you know it just hasn't happened in a while. It's gonna be the same thing with this. And in the meantime, if your answer is just to go ahead and just constantly updating, you know, your work, your, uh, your algorithms of, uh, of hateful words, 
you're just going to eventually come to the to a situation where people won't be able to say words like circumstances or my personal favorite how my name eagle falcon is banned on ea So, I mean, there has to be a, a, a happy medium somewhere in there. And I do not envy Twitch in trying to find a solution in all this. That being said, other people are not as understanding as I am. And in fact, a day off Twitch is being organized for September 1st to stand against uh to, to stand against the raids and also show that twitch needs to do better what should we just ban viewers like again it's just like why So someone in chat's like, hey, that's okay. I don't stream on Wednesdays anyway. Easy peasy. I stream on Wednesdays. Wednesdays is one of my bigger... Like, in, in case you can't tell from my tone, I am not taking part in this boycott because I think this boycott is childish. I really do. Like even just the, even just the hashtag Twitch do better really just reeks of just like, you actually have no idea how the back end of this works, do you? But I still fully acknowledge that the speed at which Twitch is finally addressing this is hilariously slow. And unfortunately as someone who doesn't know, uh, the back end of the whole thing and the finer details of it all there is just not a whole lot in this whole thing someone in chat actually probably brings up the best point about all this the hate raiders win because they got you to not stream that's freaking what the freaking children that were that were that were raiding me when i was first starting off were trying to do Hey, fatty, stop streaming. Good job. You boycotted Twitch by not streaming. You gave the skit. You gave the, the freaking hate raiders exactly what they want. The more and more I think about the, this boycott, the less and less sense it makes. Look, the best thing you can do, because I, I, I believe it or not. As someone who, who frequent, who frequented the B board in high school. Here's what you do. One, if you have a stream deck or any other sort of hotkey system, have a button on standby 
to switch the chat into sub only mode that way if they want to keep hate rating you at least you get five dollars per bot out of it and then b there is a simple tool out there i believe it's part of uh bttv where all you have to do is right click on someone And then you have a very convenient little uh, little slider bar where you can go ahead and purge, some, just purge what they say, delete, time them out for a certain amount of time, or just straight up permaban them. Just two click, 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 done. They're gone. Click, click, done. Click, click, done. Click, click. Easy peasy, quick. That's it. The end. And I know it's easy for me to say that as a streamer with a smaller view base not someone who has thousands but it's in the end you can beg twitch to do better all you want but you are the influencer you are the talent in this it is your channel and it is your community that you're building If your answer on every platform you go on to is to say, Twitch, do better, TikTok, do better, YouTube, do better, Twitter, do better, rather than use the tools that you are given, or go ahead, assemble a moderator team to be on standby specifically for this exact same thing, then you really, really need to rethink about how you go about your business as an influencer. Zona chat says Eagle do better. I'm trying. So there, that is my opinion on this. I, I, Pretty, pretty much like the only bad I see Twitch in, in all this is that it took them two months to say literally anything. That's easily the worst part about all this. Now, speaking of other influencer platforms, OnlyFans! Chat says, hey, Eagle, meme better. All right, OnlyFans is banning sexually explicit content. Meme! It almost is a meme of itself! So for those who don't know, let's turn the clock back. Let's turn the clock back. What is OnlyFans? OnlyFans is a basically a Patreon competitor. Its sole purpose is to create a platform where you, as the content creator, the influencer or whatever, create exclusive content only for your, for your most dedicated fans. That is the sole point behind it. It was never intended in the first place to be a giant porn hub. 
That being said, approximately 0.1 seconds after OnlyFans was made, every single pornographic content creator out there will just phrase it that way. Flock to OnlyFans as saying, hey, here's a platform where I can go ahead and monetize my sensual content. And that's pretty much what ended up becoming the de facto default for OnlyFans. Everyone pretty much knew OnlyFans as a Patreon, but for porn. So, what? What? Why is OnlyFans doing this? Why is OnlyFans banning sexually explicit content? Well, when the news broke, it wasn't clear. A couple days later now, and it is more clear. Some people were saying it's because they're trying to clean up their act. Other people saying it was because they wanted to make sure they got on the iPhone, much like what happened with Tumblr. Other people saying they wanted to just go back to their roots. Others saying it was because they're investors. Oh no, it is none of those. It is because of one outfit and one outfit only. MasterCard. I am actually serious. MasterCard basically approached OnlyFans and saying, hey, we know you're using this, that, and the other payment provider in order to uh, monetize yourself. However, since you're using, um, since you're taking part in sexually explicit content, we need you to make sure that, uh, you follow these base guidelines and like some of them were like like for the most part they were all understanding but one of them that i think was the straw that broke the camel back was something along the lines of requiring all live sexually explicit content to be moderated in real time by staff of OnlyFans. and i think that's what made uh only fans go, you know, instead of hiring up that much staff and potentially putting us into a death spiral by increasing our labor force that dramatically, we're just going to ban sexually explicit content. That being said, in a baffling move that confuses everyone, nudity is still allowed. Quote, sexually explicit content is not allowed on OnlyFans, but nudity is. Well, how does one define those two things you just said? That's the fun part. 
don't know. Wee! Oh, man. So, does OnlyFans have a future? I don't know. <laughs> I think OnlyFans will continue to exist. I don't think they will ever become the titan they are right now. Like, at this time, thanks to the pandemic, they were making money hand over fist. And in the end, OnlyFans just had to make a decision. Do we, they could afford, they can afford the staff to do this sort of moderation now, but can they do it down the road once, you know, the fears of COVID and the outside are but a very, very distant memory that we all want to drink brain bleach in order to forget as quickly as possible. Would they still be profitable enough to maintain that same kind of labor force or not? And that's a very good question. But this is the this is the path only fans took. This is just how they went ahead and made a calculated move. Chat says they could have just dropped Mastercard. <sighs> but then what happens if Visa comes after you then? Or American Express. The thing is that far too many of the banks that issue debit cards. They're almost all MasterCards now. Of course, there are exceptions, but even I've noticed that, you know, it almost seems like the majority of debit cards, which is what most people are going to use, are MasterCards. And then, of course, like someone just mentioned, since credit cards is pretty much a duopoly between... MasterCard and Visa. If Visa adopts the same system, you're you're effed. That's it. Linus Tech Tips actually mentioned because they, they were talking about this. I heard it this morning that um, one thing they could have done they could have gone to crypto. Yeah, they they could have, but man, I don't know if that's a, a I don't I don't know if you want to jump down that hole or not. That seems like a very quick way to uh, <laughs> that just seems like a very quick way to just ruin yourselves as well. Now that also being said. You know, 
there apparently was some uh, some illegal content also being shared on OnlyFans that the BBC dug up in their investigation. And OnlyFans only took it down after the BBC brought it to their attention. So already, OnlyFans has a serious moderation problem. So it's kind of hard to say if, if the answer is just as simple as just hire more people. Duh. We're going to take our break here when we come back. We got a lot of very uh, odd news amazon trying to set up their own department stores the ethereum miner cracked and much much more oh yeah 96 96 core amd processors oh boy Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So, here's a uh, a fun headline. Amazon's expansion into department stores is all about surveillance. So, apparently, Amazon wants to go ahead and set up department stores pretty much for the sole purpose of seeing what people want to buy. What? But, but they have Amazon. Ah, uh, you see, here's the thing. So Amazon used to just be a marketplace. It used to be you could just go ahead, you could be whoever, you can go ahead and sell whatever you want on Amazon. I used to work for a computer refurbishing place that we'd sell all of our spare cables we'd get in lots on Amazon. We'd freaking get, you know, 100 monitors. And then along with those 100 monitors, we'd have literal boxes of like 300 VGA cables, 300 DVI cables, freaking 300 power cables with that. We'd set aside what we need and then the surplus we'd sell on Amazon. But then Amazon then decided to set up their own brand, Amazon Basics. You've seen these, right? It's basically just like cheap Chinese knockoff stuff that they go ahead and slap their name on it, except it has a slightly lower chance to catch fire than normal Chinese knockoff stuff. So what Amazon would do is that they look to see what stuff that other people make is selling well. And then they go ahead and use that data, skimming that data, make an Amazon basic version of that, undercut the original seller, and make a killing. Basically do what every single Chinese counterfeiter does except they're using their own platform to know what to do it with. By the way, that was found in court to be very illegal. So then Amazon starts making stores. 
Why? Well, according to this Gizmodo's article, to do the exact same thing! To sell other people's stuff, look at what's selling well, and then make Amazon basic version of that. But because now it's in a physical store, it's getting around the problem that was found in the court case. Wow. Walmart's going around trying to become Amazon. Amazon's now trying to go and be Walmart and uh, thus completing the, um, the circle of two snakes trying to eat each other's tail forever. I don't know if there's a term for that. I know there's a term for the symbol of one snake trying to eat its own tail and I forgot what it was. It was something in Latin. But except this is two snakes because you have one snake being Amazon and one snake being Walmart. By the way, speaking of Walmart copying Amazon, uh, Walmart is looking to hire someone to lead crypto and digital currency research just after Amazon posted a very similar job offering. Cool. That's, that's great. Ouroboros, that's what it was. The the symbol of the snake eating its own tail. Is there one for two, for two snakes or no? Or am I just making up? Or am I just making that up? Thank you, chat, by the way. I don't think there is one. I'd asked Amazon, but I mean, let's be honest. If I asked my Echo right now, it would probably just start playing music and no one would hear it. But in any case, Walmart looking to start accepting cryptocurrency as well. Good luck with that. Meanwhile, Sonos is looking into making its own voice assistant. Uh, who, who, who else has negative faith in this? I mean, Sonos makes some good speakers although very expensive speakers. But man, maybe it's just my outdated Echo device uh, giving me bad info every single time. But man, I have no faith in anyone making a voice assistant. I just don't. Not unless they actually... Okay, then. Not unless... You guys didn't hear it, but but the Echo gave me a very rude... uh, Boom. Not unless the uh, the Sonos voice assistant ends up being like of the same quality that we expected from like movies in the 90s. I'm just saying, I'm not gonna care about voice assistants until it starts getting as good as Kit from Knight Rider. We're, we're, we're like fricking 20 years away from that probably, but man. That would be awesome. 
Unfortunately, the Trans Am doesn't exist anymore, so it is what it is. <laughs> Chat giving the, the, sharing my sentiments and going 40 years ago and we still don't have Kit from Knight Rider. Did I say 20? Oh God, yeah, that is 40 years old. How old am I? I'm pretty sure uh, Knight Rider was already in the rerun phase by the, t by the time I was watching as a kid. Chad also then brings up the point, you know, the moment we get there, we're going to get the HAL 9000. Yeah, that, that's, that's something I'm not looking forward to. My smart home trying to exterminate me because I'm a blight on the planet because the Echo 9000 determined that so. With no good way to transition, we shift gears radically to NB Minor managing to restore 70% of the lost hash rate of the RTX LHR cards. Hey, remember the LHR cards? For those who don't remember the LHR cards, um, you would know these as the unhackable NVIDIA GPUs. The ones that were strongly limited in their ability to hash Ethereum. Without touching the BIOS of the GPU, without touching the physical hardware of these LHR cards, just the software running the mining so just, just running the, the, the mining software found a way to reduce the hash rate limiter by 70%. Slow freaking clap. Good job. Good job, NVIDIA. Unhackable card, by the way. Without even hacking it, they circumvented it. That's the best part about this. You wouldn't even call it a hack. They did nothing to the card. Nothing. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of jokes, Intel has given a name for their GPUs that they're going to be launching again, again. So remember how everyone assumed with their announcement that the new discrete GPUs are going to be called Z? Spelled X-E for reasons that confuse everyone? Well. Well, now the discrete GPUs that are going to compete with NVIDIA and AMD, they're going to be called ARC. Not to be confused with ARC, but ARC is going to be the name of the GPUs they use that are going to that are going to be discrete GPUs on their own boards that you pop in your desktop that'll be as powerful as the RTX 3000 series and the AMD Radeon RX 6000 series. But again, 
this is arc arc not to be confused with intel arc ark which is their database of every bit of failure that intel releases which is still a very very useful tool i'm not even kidding intel arc actually is a giant database with the great details of every single cpu they make it is extremely useful when hunting down used computers because a lot of people just like putting down the xeon number which tells you nothing but with intel arc you can just look up and see exactly what it is how much power it takes how many pci express lanes it has how many cores it has what's the clock speed what's the boost everything literally everything and it even tells you what generation of 14 nanometer it was i mean uh what lithography it was crafted under but this is not that this is arc which is gpus but there's no word if Intel Arc will be on Intel Arc. We don't know that yet. I would hope Intel Arc would be on Intel Arc so we could actually see how Intel Arc scales over the years on Intel Arc. Did everyone get that? No? Okay. But Intel Arc, not to be confused with Intel Arc, will feature Zess. Zess, which is spelled really, really awkwardly, or is it called Zess? 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 It, it, it's sex spelled backwards, except with two S's. It stands for Z super sampling and this is supposed to be intel's version of dlss okay look intel i get the feeling i i look i i i know you're going through a transitional period right now look i i get that you have a new ceo at the helm He's hiring on new talent. He's looking to see who has to stay and go. But um, if I can give some, some advice, whoever the hell is naming your stuff needs to be fired right the frick now. Holy cow. Oh my Lord. Have you tried looking at the model numbers of Intel processor now? The 11900K. Okay, we finally got used to saying that. That took us a year, by the way, to finally be able to figure out how to say 10 digits for a model number. And then you have Intel Z GPUs, but now you have ZSS, which is just, just dumb. But then you also have Intel Arc, not to be confused with Intel Arc, of course, because Intel Arc is your database, but Intel Arc is also your GPU, but they're spelled differently in, in, instead of having a C as of a K. It's just, stop it. Just stop it. I can't take this anymore. This, this is literally, not figuratively, literally driving me knocking futs. Oh my lord! Just... Just call it... Flipping anything! 
I, this this is just where I draw the line. I don't know how to pronounce Z or I'm sorry X E lowercase E by the way capital X and then S S both S is capitalized. So I mean, not only can we not figure out how pronunciations work, we can't even get grammar correct. We can't even get first grade grammar correct. If it's just an acronym, then freaking capitalize it all. But no, of course, because one of the words in the acronym is Z-X-E. You know it's bad. When the federal government's ability to make acronyms is better than yours. Or, here's a better idea. Take the AMD approach. Just don't make acronyms. It's a scary thought, I know. Just use a name. Whoa. I just, I just don't understand. In other confusing news, apparently right now as we're recording this, Simp is trending on Twitter. And half it is because one person in a Call of Duty esports is named Simp. But also because the other half is trying to figure out why Simp is trending. I just felt like talking about that because I needed a palate cleanser after Intel drove me insane. Oh, by the way, Intel also revealed a new lake. Uh, Alder Lake uh, CPUs are going to be coming in addition to Golden Cove and Gracement cores or something. I don't know. I, I want to stop talking about Intel. They're... They're literally making my brain hurt. I'm I'm sure this is all cool stuff and all, but man. I'll start caring about what Intel does once there's a physical product and there's benchmarks that don't, that aren't terrible. Like, AMD knows how to do it. You want to know what AMD does? AMD just leaks out. Well, actually AMD didn't, but, but rumors have leaked out or rather plans have leaked out in regards to new amd epic genoa cpus not be confused with genova who will in fact cleanse this planet and bring sephiroth and all of us to the promised land as long as we go ahead and mail her five dollars that's that's not what we're talking about we're talking about genoa which is a 96 core cpu Ninety-six CPU cores. Just let that sink in for a moment. Ninety 
six CPU cores on one processor. One processor, that's it. 96 CPU cores. Chat wants to know how many thousands of dollars for it. Um, probably eight grand. That's about how much the... Uh... So let's, let's first get a couple of things out of the way. We're talking about AMD Epic here. AMD has three different names they give their CPUs. We have Ryzen, which is their mainstream line CPUs. We have Threadripper, which is their enthusiast slash workstation CPUs. And then we have Epic. Epic is their server CPUs. These are the ones that's not uncommon to cost thousands upon thousands of dollars. So why do you care? You're never going to afford one. You're right. You most likely won't. But you will use one. You will. Trust me, you will. This sucker is such a behemoth. I guarantee you is going to be in data centers flipping everywhere. Not just because of the fact that it's 96 cores. It's the fact that it's 96 cores on one chip. In the data center world or the server world, it is not uncommon for dense servers to have multiple CPU sockets. In fact, my main storage server has two six-core processors in it. Yeah, it's an old one. It's, it's an old server. So, you know, it's only 12 cores. But that same thing, not only does it power the NAS, but it has two virtual machines on it, one of which is my media server, and the other is a backup video editor that does the compiling and the uploading for big projects. And I'm able to do that with just 12 CPU cores. Now imagine what I could do with two of these. With 196 CPU cores. That is 380 four CPU threads and that's on one server I did say 190 Ch chat's trying to say I failed at math and, s and it's 192 I did say 192 didn't I 196? Oh, my bad. Oof. Oh no! I'm four cores off! Darn! Dude, we're talking about so many CPU cores that four cores being off is basically a rounding error! That's the kind of nonsense we're talking about. I mean, heck, let's, let's say this. Let's say you have a 42U rack. This is actually a common rack, okay? You can you can stuff two of these in a 1U server rack, okay? Now, you are going to lose four of those U's in that rack for power delivery to the rest of the system. So you have 
we'll say we'll say 38 U's of ser of server space in one rack to use the servers. You're gonna lose one. You're gonna use one or two U of rack. We'll say two U of that to your network switches so that all those servers can talk can talk to each other. So you're talking 36 servers in one rack and each of those with 192 cores that is 6912 cpu cores in one rack that is literally crazy Now, let's say the number of virtual machines you wanted to make with that virtual servers was going to be, we'll, we'll dedicate, we'll be generous. We'll say six cores per virtual machine. That is 1,152 virtual servers you can run in that one server rack. And of course, if you're Facebook or you're Google, or you're any of these big outlets, you've got hundreds of these racks. And they're currently rocking, you know, 12, 24. I th what was Intel's currently right now? I want to say Intel is 56 cores in one dual socket system. AMD crushes that with one chip. One single chip. Now, here's, of course, the concern. That massive 96-core monster is a 700-watt TDP. So maybe two of those in one U might be a bit much. You might be looking at liquid cooling solutions at that point, which, I mean, for a data center is not the end of the world. But that is still freaking crazy. And then on top of that, you think that's you think that's just crazy power efficient. But by doing it this way, by having fewer, by having more cores on a single chip, but phasing out more servers, you save a lot of power inefficiencies. I think someone earlier also asked if this if this chip was in compliance with uh, with California's Title Twenty. Yes. Yes, it is. It is 100% compliant with California's Title 20. <laughs> because that's just how dumb those rules are. They only care about your power consumption when idle. And since, since it's using old school Ryzen code, it will... Inf Actually, no, it doesn't even matter because it's an expandable system, so it's exempt. Lol. So this is crazy. <laughs> this is at, this is an absolute Looney Tunes grade server. But you know what's even better about this leak? You want to know where this came from? This leak, this information came from Gigabyte being hacked last week. 
Whoops. Yeah, so the information is actually pretty reliable. But the fact that this was leaked ahead of time and all because Gigabyte got hacked in addition to being in denial about having exploding power supplies. Yeah, that doesn't look good for Gigabyte. Have fun with that. Wee! Friendly reminder, uh, Aorus is also a Gigabyte. Another friendly reminder, Halo Infinite won't have co-op campaign mode or the Forge, whatever the heck the Forge is, at launch. This has been something that's been a staple on Halo since the dawn of time. Halo has always had a co-op mode, except for maybe like the very, very early versions. But Halo Infinite's going to launch without it. Oh, the Forge is the level editor. So, uh, whoops. Have fun with that one, I guess. Well, maybe there's another game I could play. If Halo, if Halo Infinite won't have co-op mode, so I can't bring... I can't sucker one of my friends in to sit at my side while I accidentally shoot them in the back of the head over and over again. Oh, I, maybe Epic Games has me covered. Ah, they do. Epic has very, very blatantly ripped off Among Us in the Fortnite engine. A new Fortnite mode called Imposters uh, let's let's up to 10 players roam around a map that looks very suspiciously similar to the Skeld from Among Us in which players that are designated as crewmates must, uh, or I'm sorry, agents must work around to complete tasks while two imposters can sabotage their efforts and eliminate agents in their work. Also, you can teleport players randomly around the map and turn everyone to bananas. That might be the only thing that was new that was a minute of this. Otherwise, it is exactly ripping off Among Us! Look, I know Among Us is, you know, taking a twist on a familiar game type. It, it's, it's just freaking, you know, Town of Salem or Werewolf or Mafia with a twist. And in fact, people have been modding Among Us to bring, like, Town of Salem roles into Among Us. And Among Us is actually even working on roles themselves. Epic Games couldn't be bothered to introduce the thing that everyone wants in Among Us into their into their terrible knockoff of Among Us. This is shameless. This is absolutely shameless. And the amount of hate that Epic Games is getting for this is well deserved. For shame. In unrelated news, the Pixel 5a is going to be coming out in August 17th, and it will have 5G. Woo! That's, uh... Neat? I don't know, the only thing that's going to really matter about the, about the Pixel 5a, price. The whole point of these Pixel A devices is the fact that they're cheap and actually have headphone jacks and quite possibly might be the only devices in existence that have headphone jacks anymore 
Why is everyone so afraid of the headphone jack? What did the headphone jack ever do to you? I think we need to go ahead and just license out headphone jack phobia as a real phobia by the Medical Council of Medicine. That is what I think we must do. Well, while Android's working on that, they are also working on an ability that lets you control your phone using facial expressions. So when I scour my phone, it will turn itself off and run away. Look, we can't even get voice control spot on. I have no faith in facial expressions working well without a real sense sensor. <gasps> I can't say that, chat. I can't say if you make a lewd expression, will, will the phone turn on? I, I can't say that word for word. I just can't. Uh, and meanwhile, let's actually get to some serious news. U.S. regulators have launched a formal investigation into Tesla's autopilot systems. And this caused Tesla's stocks to fall well that's no good and honestly it's been about time that this kind of investigation has looked into tesla and the way they've been kind of marketing their autopilot system because it really is the tesla autopilot system is more like what's referred to as adaptive cruise control or the autopilot system of a plane that just maintains you know the standard course it's not an actual system that drives the blasted thing. So Tesla needs any kind of distraction, literally any kind of distraction. So what does Tesla do? Well, they go ahead and go on the internet and see that Boston Dynamics has shown a new video of their Atlas robots performing parkour in a suspiciously threatening manner, thus showing robots dominance over mankind and giving themselves a high five while secretly plotting the extermination of all those that dare wear skin. So after seeing this horrifying video, Elon Musk had a brilliant idea. They give us the last burb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. Late Thursday night, Tesla showed off the Tesla bot. A very, very futuristic humanoid robot that suspiciously looked like a man in spandex wearing a mask that appeared to be some sort of crossbreed between a Tesla Model S and the band members of Daft Punk. By the way, we still miss you guys. Daft Punk will always live on. But I digress. 
to then go up on stage, do robotic moves, and then just start flipping tap dancing. But here's what slays me. You thought the apple Kool-Aid was strong. The apple Kool-Aid has nothing, nothing on the Tesla juice. Tesla's Kool-Aid is so strong that Tesla fanboys not only believe this was real and that Elon Musk pulled a freaking Jetsons, not even a Jetson style robot, a freaking sci-fi grade 3000 series robot out of his butt and was literally decades ahead of Boston Dynamics. But then also started defending anyone who saw this for what it was. It's a hoax. It's an April Fool's Day's joke made on freaking August 20th. So let's get, let's, let's first settle this for starters. First off, A, the robot is fake. It is absolutely fake. Two, Elon says that this is a proof of concept. The man they shoved into a spandex suit is a proof of concept. Um, I'm sorry, techno king Elon Musk. I don't think you know what that word means. Third, they said that they will have uh, this uh, this robot, which, by the way, reaches the stats of five feet eight inches, weighing 125 pounds, have human level hands, and eliminate dangerous, repetitive, boring tasks. They will have this done soon. So, to quote the best, worst English dub of of a Japanese anime ever, Ghost Stories, you smoked all of it, didn't you? And that's, that's pretty much all I can say. Elon clearly has smoked all of it. It's either that or, you know... You know what? No, no, no. I, I, I might have like, at the time this launched, and it looked like maybe he actually was serious about it. Maybe I could say, hey, maybe your ADD is showing. No, y- you clearly just smoked all of it. That's just the only thing that can be said about this, folks. That is gonna do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. And I do encourage you, check out my daily podcast, The Early Burb Briefing, which you can find wherever you found this podcast. iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, literally everywhere. And check out my Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. Take care. I hope you have a great day. Bye-bye.
You know, my mom always told me never to put my, myself in the mind of a madman. You never do it because that is how you yourself go crazy. But since I'm already crazy, I have to ask, what the heck was Elon thinking? What was the end goal of this? Like, good job. You proved you could shove a man in spandex. A fact we have known for since the dawn of spandex. But, but what have you proven? What have you done? How much money did you spend on this? And why? Are, are you just trying to meme? Is that it? Are you trying to shoot post? I'd say the real form of that, but I mean, you know, regulations and all that, but like, what was the end goal? What, what, what did this accomplish other than end up in a segment of my podcast where I make fun of you. I'll never know. <laughs>